Welcome to Delivered Life Ministries, The Call. This podcast is designed specifically so you will learn how to use God's biblical strategies and spiritual warfare and to pray effectively using spiritual weapons he's given you to pull down strongholds in your life and take victory over Satan's devices. We invite you to be saved, be immersed in scripture, be encouraged, be uplifted, be empowered, be combat ready for spiritual warfare so that you will be free. You will now be connected to the podcast already in progress. In light of what kind of brings up our topic for this morning um, and what we've been seeing lately, um, and if we've been paying attention, if we've all been paying attention lately, that, you know, there are tremendous things that are happening in our world today. Um, right in front of us and we're seeing so much things happening we're seeing um, so much political and civil and social um, and economic unrest um, and there we're seeing the conflicts many conflicts between nations and we're seeing the the famines and the disease and you know uh, quote unquote climate change which We'll get into that, um, you know, further down the road. Um, But you hear about, um, but what you're hearing constantly out of all of this, you're hearing the cries of the people. Um, You're hearing cries of of peace and you're hearing cries for unity and you're hearing cries for change. And um, what we're hearing, you know, in those things, and those are things that, that were mentioned, you know, that were going to be one of the prominent things that is going to be crying out in the end times. We hear, we see it in biblical and 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 scripture. And so, what you may not be aware of right now, even though you're seeing as you went, you may or may not be aware of, is that um, also the biblical prophecy is unfolding and it's being revealed to us at a rapid pace, um, right in front of our and right in front of our eyes. Um, the world and and the world and many of um, you on this call may, may not even recognize truly what may be happening. Um, but the greatest time right now, the greatest time of prophetic fulfillment in history of the world, it just lies ahead of us right now. And these next series of calls um, are designed to help us navigate um, through what it is that we're seeing um, through. Um, biblical prophecy um, and we're also also to see uh, as well what is going on um, in the world and how that lines up with it um, but our intent truthfully truly is not to frighten anyone um, but it's not to um, scare you or cause you to um, be in fear of anything but it's to make you aware um of God's truth in scripture. Um, there are some very specific things that um, God told his people um, to, to, to not be a part of. And during these times and to not make alliances with um, because they do have eternal consequences. And so we're trying to, well, we're our, the goal is to try to make this a, a, a blueprint, a map or some, some, some degree to kind of navigate through, you know, the waters a little bit. Um, so this is not going to be your general on the surface teachings that 
uh, when it talks about the end times that we constantly hear. Um, um, it is going to be scripturally based, but where where many things have may have been lacking and kind of caught us, some of us in certain certain circles, um, we only get a partial or maybe a scrape of the ground of maybe it's the understanding of what um, God's word is saying to us because it does get a little um, confusing. It does get an area where you're not able to really comprehend and there's a reason there's there's reasonings behind that um not to say that you know we're any smarter than anyone else um that's not that's not the case but god made very clear um and we're in his word in daniel in daniel um chapter 11 that those who understand will teach many and um so it's it's Sometimes it's just revel, you know. Sometimes there are people who, you know, that that begin to see it, um, and 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 as things unfold, as we go forward, we'll all be able to recognize what God's word is saying. Um, so this is not going to be a general teaching. What you're going to what you're going to hear uh, during these several weeks is what you know. Um, you're going to be able to understand what the symbolic meaning in the book of Daniel. And how to recognize and read Revelation, um, what the new world order is, um, what the one world religion will look like, what who the Antichrist and the false prophet will be, um, the mark of the beast. Um, you're going to hear things about you're going to hear about the second coming and how what's going to be entailed in all of that. Um, and you're going to hear about the kingdom of God. Um, so it's it's something that's for me, uh, me personally, um, it, it started a little while ago where it's always been grain. I always asked God and had questioned um, the Lord, you know, you know, what? Why aren't we hearing you more uh, understanding about what your end time is going to look like? Or why is it that, you know, I'm not you. We don't hear that much being spoken um, across the pulpit, or if so, it's just very, very light or very general, and um, it doesn't get very. It, it, the understand my understanding of it, you know, wasn't always very clear. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's just just one of those things I always sought God for understanding of, and because I felt it was important um, for me, and and God felt it was important for His people to understand, and He wasn't gonna. He He always said that He's that He's not gonna make us unaware of what's gonna be happening. So, um, but we're you know we're we're gonna go through that. We're gonna also understand what the Abrahamic Accord is, and and what the peace treaty means, and what that how that plays into what God is saying. So there's gonna be a lot of stuff that we're gonna unveil on. On, on uh, unveil over the last next few or several weeks um, but Jesus gave us instruction in the very beginning um, he gave us the instructions regarding the end um, in Matthew uh, chapter 24 uh, verse 2 and 3 um, we'll, we see that He's with his disciples and he's showing him certain things um, regarding 
you know, the temple and the greatness of the temple as it as it was built in the many buildings of the temple. And, um, you know, he did tell them that this temple, as you see it, is going to be destroyed. Um, chapter two. You want to go ahead and read it? Mm -hmm. um, again, we are reading from um, Matthew chapter 24, verses 2 and 3. Do you see all these things, he asked? Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. Verse 3. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And so because of this prophecy, um, you know, the, the, the disciples, they were stunned um, at what was being said. Uh, because, like I said, the, 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 the way the temple was constructed, um, you know, blocks of the white, I mean, the limestone and it measured, you know, the, 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 the single block of limestone had measured 37 and a half feet long. 37 and a half feet long. And I think it was about, and it, it, it says here that, you know, it says that there was, the, the limestones that they were building had was at least 12 feet high and about 18 feet wide, weighing, I think, approximately 400 pounds, 400, 400 tons, um, I should say. So just the, a single block of limestone that was the base in the construction of these buildings and of the temple, if you can imagine that. The, those dimensions of those blocks the the disciples were looking at you know were kind of what were amazed at what jesus was saying is how in the world can these massive structures fall to the ground you know and so you know he went on and and and, and so it just didn't as a con as conception they just couldn't even perceive it and understand what that meant and what that was going to be but um but as as you see you know um that they asked the question of Christ, you know, when is this all going to take going to take place? When is going to what's going to be the sign uh, of the end uh, of the age? And so, you know, we we the topic of our, our lesson and our call was, um, you know, we did say the meaning of the end time, but also too it, it was kind of related to also um, to do you know what? time it is um do you really know um and so that's what sparked this the call and the the coming together the call um, um of this particular lesson and so um you don't have to be a christian to have heard about the term in time um the world even knows uh, as well you know as christians and have heard of the term um, and the many terms that it's been referred to, um, referring to the end of the time or end of the world. I mean, we've heard these terms. As, we've heard it as the end of the world. We've heard it as Armageddon. We've heard it as the last days. We've heard end time. We've heard the we've heard the term doomsday. Um, we've heard the term end of age. We've heard the terms, even even the, the, the term of the return of Christ. Um but and if 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 I don't know about the ages of some of those that are on the call, but some 
may have even remembered when uh, the Left Behind movie series came out. Um, and that Left Behind film series was based on uh, a best-selling book by Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins back in 1995. Um, and at the time of this movie um, and the release of the film, it was promoted as one of the biggest Christian films ever made. Um, and from those books and the film series, th- if you've seen them, if you've ever watched them, because I've seen them, I saw them and I watched them, and 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 um, it, it left an impression um, mm-hmm. on you. And I was I was young, and I was a I was not only young in my age, probably early, well, I guess early twenties, mid twenties, I guess it was when I started when I saw them. And so, but I was still fairly being on my own at the time. I was still fairly new in my Christian walk, and so that left an impression, not really understanding truly what the word of God was saying about his coming, um, that may have been the only impression that you have if you saw those films of what may be your understanding of the end time. And so, and I say that to say this, that there are many different viewpoints um, about the end times, um, especially with the within the Christian circles. Um, when it comes to the final years, you have so many different angles or beliefs um, from our Christians, from from our very own Christian circles that it kind of can be confusing. Um, You have some that believe and teach a tribulation, a pre-tribulation rapture. um, And then you have others that, that teach a a post-tribulation rapture. Um, And I was talking with my I was talking with my brother-in-law the other day and we were had a had a you just had a kind of discussion on it and you know we were talking he said yeah you know there's so many different angles um and he kind of made it simple he said look (laughs) just be ready you know um you know regardless of whether the viewpoint may be right or wrong right whether that viewpoint may be right or wrong he just said look just be ready and um when he said that, it kind of took me back to um, another verse in Matthew um, where it was talking about the wise and the foolish virgins. And so if you those are familiar with it, it was chapter 25, but there were 10 that were wise that were wise that kept their lamps full. And then there was 10 that didn't. And um, those that didn't have their lamps full wasn't able to go back with the bridegroom. And and, and that was you know the the teaching was was that parable of of being of being ready for when Christ comes so you don't have time to go seeking around trying to find the oil you don't have any time trying to seek around trying to find salvation you know at the time when he comes back cuz at that point it's too late mm-hmm. so it's you know it, it behooves every one of us really to have to re, to understand and receive uh, salvation um, before that end, because if you're trying to run around then when the sky is cracking open and everybody, because everybody's going to see it, it ain't, it's too late to try to find a church and a pastor. They're going to already be gone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, but we're saying that um, today that, that there's really, there's very different viewpoints on this. And so um, when you hear the term, it's always, 
it always seems to refer to the a climax of some type of the events that's going to happen in the future. And there are many other religious um, angles. Other religions describe their version um, of the end time. Judaism has their version um, of the end time, and they make reference to the Messianic, the Messianic age, um, and includes the gatherings of Jewish people um, at the coming of the Messiah. Um, believe it or not, and I didn't know this, but Islam has an angle and a viewpoint. Um, their angle is a day of their angle of the end times is the day of judgment. Um, and it's proceeding by the appearance of the uh, Al Masih Al Dajjaj, and um, followed by the descending of Isa. Isa. Um, so they have a version. Um, Hinduism has a version of the end time, um, and it, that occurs when they have, they have the Kalki or uh, and the final incarnation of, of of Vishnu, and so it depend and then they depict it as. You know, someone atop a white horse and it brings the end um, of, of the current Kali Yuga. Um, so, Buddhism has their version um, and it's predicted in its teachings um, that were in its teachings that were, you were forgotten over the 5,000 years. So and it's followed by turmoil. So the, uh, each and every one of, of these different religions, major religions, have a viewpoint or know of. And in time that's coming um, and Christianity, we depict the end time as a period of tribulation and that precedes the second coming of Christ and who will face the Antichrist and along with the power of the structure and, and, and we're, we're, you know, destroying his structure and his kingdom and God's kingdom comes to earth. So the end time is not what many people will think. Um, even though we may hear it in terms of gloom and doom, but it's not gloom and doom, um, but it's about a victory. Uh, it's about a transition of authority uh, and power and rulership on the earth. Um, and Jesus gave us this blue, He gave us his blueprint already. Um, he described already the, the events um, that will lead up. To the destruction of, you know, that would lead up and um, from the destruction of the temple, um, which has already happened, um, all the way up to his second coming. And then he gave us um, specific instructions along with that blueprint. So um, if we jump down to Matthew chapter 4. I'm sorry, Matthew 24, verse 4. <laughs> um, picking up the fourth verse, and we'll see some of those. Um, we'll see what his answer is to the disciples in regards to uh, the sign of, of, of his second coming. Go ahead. Okay, let's start at Matthew uh, chapter 24, verse 4. Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. 
You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Verse 7. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to the persecuted and put to death and you will be heated, hated by all nations because of me. Verse 10. At the time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Verse 15. Mm -hmm. So when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. So, um, we're already seeing many of the, the items that or many of the things that Christ had uh, mentioned uh, to the disciples and said that we will be seeing. So we see that uh, you know, in the political unrest. We see that in the civil unrest and the things that are going on and the attitudes of people on this earth uh, towards one another. And we're seeing the different murders that's going on in our communities left and right. Mm. Um, I mean, even just between our own people of color you know we don't even have to look outside of you know to the state of anything being egregious or to us we're egregious to our own selves within our own communities Mm. um and 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 so we see that happening on a day-to-day that we can't even love ourselves and um we're we're taking ourselves down in the streets and so i just i i put i put that up you know because we're seeing so many of these things being represented and Christ said that these things were going to happen. Um, we're seeing the changes in the weather patterns. We're seeing uh, you know, the fires in California being sprung up. We're seeing so many different earthquakes and mm. hurricanes and different you know, earthquakes in different places and tsunamis and things of that nature. So we see it, you know, in the natural. We see it in front of us, and we might we always want to say, "Up, oh, yep, we're 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 in the end times." But we've been in the end time for a while now. Um, it wasn't just because of these things that is happening. These, this is just kind of the, the kind of the ramp up of, you know, where we where we've already been. So um, we're living in that end time period. Um, but Christ specifically said that this is not the sign of my coming kingdom. Um, if we look down in verse fifteen. It says, when you, when therefore you shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, the prophet standing in the holy place, whosoever readeth, let him understand. 
So there's something very specific about what Christ said that when we see this abomination of desolation, um, I think many people read over that and kind of keep going because, you know, what does that truly mean? What does the abomination of desolation really mean? Um, and what is it saying? So we kind of glance and glaze over that a little bit and keep going. But, you know, in there it says, whosoever reads this, whoever identifies this, let him understand that. One, this is the sign of my, of, well, Jesus Christ's coming is what he's saying. So to get some clarity on that, um, let's roll over real quick to Daniel chapter 9. And we're going to pick up a couple different places. Um Let's pick up at the 20th, read the 23rd verse. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Daniel nine twenty three. As soon as you begin to pray, a word went out, which I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. Therefore, consider the word and understand the vision. And let's go down to verse 25. Verse 25. No one understand this. From the time the word goes out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, the ruler, comes, there will be seven sevens and sixty-two sevens. Mm -hmm. It will be rebuilt with streets and a trench, but in times of trouble. Hmm. So what this really what this verse is describing here, verse twenty-five, is the rebuilding of the temple mm -hmm. in Jerusalem. So there's going to be a rebuilding of the temple mount um, in Israel. Um, that's going to happen. That's going to take place. And let's look at verse 27. Verse 27. He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven in the middle of the seven. He will put an end to sacrifice and offering and at the temple he will set up an abomination that causes desolation hmm. until the end that is decreed is poured out on him there's that word again mm -hmm. abomination of desolation um so there's something significant about it so what is this abomination of desolation um as we see it in scripture and what's going to happen within this temple in the last time, there is the temple is going to be rebuilt um, within Israel. Um, when that temple is rebuilt, and we'll talk about this further on down in several weeks, but I'm just going to summarize it real quick on the front end here, that this temple is going to be a place of worship that the Arabs the Jews um, and those will be coming to worship in this temple. They'll all be able to worship at this temple in Jerusalem. What's significant about Jerusalem, it, it is it is the centerpiece of, of what's happening within 
the world. It is a centerpiece of what's happening within God, with what God has had spoken about in the very beginning. This is the centerpiece. So everyone is fighting and contentiously over the rights per se to the rights to have uh, have Jerusalem as their capital, as their city, as their place, um, uh, a, 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 a center or their capital or centerpiece. So there is a fight that's going on between this area, but there's going to be a temple raised there where Jews and Arabs and the like will be able to come and worship there. So in this period, it's talking about a prince. And this prince, many would want to think that this is talking about Jesus Christ. But this prince is actually um, the Antichrist. And so in this period, the Antichrist will stand up in the temple, the holy place. And he will declare that he is the one that's going to be to bring peace. He's going to declare that he is the one. That's going to bring uh, order. He is the one that's going to bring structure. Um, so basically, he's declaring that in in the holy temple that he's God. So the Antichrist will be standing in the temple, never more or less, and declaring that he is God. So that is the abomination of desolation. It is the Antichrist who stands in the temple of God and declares that he is God. And that is when Christ mentioned that when that very thing happens, that is the sign of the transition. Mm. Um, so it's, it's very clear that we kind of, the Bible makes it very clear. So, um, when we're looking at this, um, to get a better understanding of the term, you know, we've already talked about the, the end time. To get a better understanding of the term in time, um, I've already mentioned that, you know, really it is the that transition. Um, it's the transition of, well, let me start to get ahead of myself. Um, let's go and see Daniel, Daniel 7. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. You have the order, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go to Daniel chapter seven, um, verse 18. And in this, um, um, in this chapter, we're going to, um, skip through various verses. So we're going to start with Daniel seven, verse 18, but the holy people of the most high will receive the kingdom and will possess it forever. Yes, forever and ever. Now let's jump down to verse 27. Then the sovereignty, power, and greatness of all the kingdoms under heaven will be handed over to the holy people of the Most High. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all rulers will worship and obey him. Now let's go back up to verse 21. That's Daniel chapter 7, verse 21. As I watched, this horn was waging war against the holy people and defeating them until the ancient of days came and pronounced judgment in favor of the holy people of the Most High 
and the time came when they possessed the kingdom. Now let's go to verse nine. Mm-hmm. As I looked, thrones were set in place and the ancient of days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire and its wheels were all ablaze. Hmm. And so we see with this, um, as you come to see the, you know, um, the earth's kings and its kingdoms, its nations, its governments and its systems in the end times, um, they will all fall at the second coming of Christ. And so the end time simply means this. It simply means that um, it's the end of human government and it's the beginning of the kingdom of God's government here on earth. So we see that um, in scripture. We see that the saints of the most high shall receive the kingdom when the day um, of the and we'll see the day of the fourth beast um, that God's people will receive the kingdom. Um, the saints receive the kingdom um, and, and God gives the kingdom at the return of Jesus. And they don't and they they don't again gain any kind of uh, dominion over any of the earthly kingdoms before the return, before his return. Um, and we see that the son of man will take his throne and he will rule over an everlasting kingdom. Um, and then the people of God um, who are faithful um, will receive his kingdom under Christ's authority. Um, and so we see that this is purely an end of transition of rule. So God had given you know, man a, a, a chance to rule himself on the earth and govern himself on the earth. And we're seeing that man can't do that very well. And so, you know, God knew that. And he says, well, my kingdom now, my kingdom rule will one day now take over that and come to earth. And then we'll be lit and then we will all live under um, his rule. So man was given a time um, to rule himself and to establish himself. Um, but we see that 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 breaks down, that that is breaking down. And we see here in Revelations chapter 20 that um, it simply means, like I said, it's the end of human government on earth. And it's and we'll we'll go through the series of lessons we get here. But it's crystal clear that there will be another thousand years of human existence under the rule of Jesus Christ. We go to Revelations 20, verse four. You have that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Revelations chapter 20, verse four. I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshiped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. Mm -hmm. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so we see that there's things that's going to be taking place. 
Um, and I know the time. How are we doing on time? We're doing good. Doing good? Mm-hmm. Good, good. Um, so mankind was given a period uh, of time to rule himself. So what what is this kingdom um, of God? What does it really look like? I know we hear about it. Uh, we conceptualize what it, we think it is. We hear the kingdom of heaven. Um, we hear the kingdom of God and we're some wonder, well, what is the difference between the two and this, that, and the other? Is it the same thing? And, um, and if there's going to be a transition of what we know of human government or government as we know it and, and the ruler, how we know, what is that going to now look like under God? So, let's take a look at that. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is his heavenly government, rule, reign, and sovereignty that is in heaven. So, by design, we are rulers over the earthly domain. God is king of the universe, and we are his ruling representatives in this world. We are the kingdom of God on earth. Wow, that's deep. Hmm. The kingdom of God is not on earth. Is, I'm sorry. The kingdom of God is not the earth itself. So it's not the earth, but it's the ones chosen to function as his rulers in the earthly domain. This planet that we live on is not the kingdom of God. God's kingdom is us carrying out his dominion on this planet. So God's kingdom is manifest in his people rather than in a place. And if we look at Psalm 115 verse 16, it says the highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to mankind. So let's look at this. Every king or ruler must have a territory to rule. So heaven is God's territory and earth is ours. So Jesus spoke constantly about the kingdom and he sometimes referred to the kingdom of God and other times he referred to the kingdom of heaven. So let's look at the two. Uh, The kingdom of God is the actual rule of God in the spiritual realm and the kingdom of heaven is about the headquarters and heavenly invasion upon the earth or the transfer of power from the spiritual realm to the physical. So let me read that one more time about the kingdom of heaven is about the headquarters and the heavenly invasion upon the earth or the transfer of power From the spiritual realm to the physical. So if we look at the Lord's prayer, it illustrates this truth. When we pray that like the will of God be done in earth as in heaven. So the first part of the prayer speaks of God's actual rulership. While the second part speaks of the source of that invading powerful kingdom and its impact on the regions of the earth. We're called to enforce this rule of heaven in the affairs of man. 
The kingdom or the kingdom of God on earth is God's authority within the heart and spirit of man. And the kingdom of heaven is when that authority impacts the human environment through his designated ambassadors. So we are the kingdom of God on earth. So we can, through the Holy Spirit, we can take our king with us every single place that we go and we can impact our environment by bringing the kingdom of heaven to that place. And it says in Matthew chapter four, verse 17, from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. So with God's spirit in us, we too, we carry his kingdom with us wherever we go. God will bring heaven to earth and will bring his rule on this planet. He still has a plan for planet earth and he'll rule and reign here. And his believers, we will rule. As his believers, we will rule and reign with him. So that's, that's in the future. When we pray and seek the kingdom of God, we're also praying for the rule and reign of the kingdom of God in our own lives. And this is when Jesus is in charge. When we are under his lordship, And when he is in control of our lives, that is the kingdom of God. It is not rules and regulations. I say that again. It's not rules and regulations, but it's righteousness and peace and joy and the Holy Spirit. And in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and And joy in the Holy Spirit. But Jesus employed the phrase kingdom of God or of heaven to indicate that perfect order of things which he was about to establish in which all those of every nation who should believe in him were to be gathered together into one society, dedicated and intimately united to God and made partakers of eternal salvation. This kingdom here that I am speaking of has now begun and is actually very present. Hmm. Its foundations have already been laid by Christ. And we, those of us who are believers are already realizing its benefits. Wow. Wow. It's a, Amazing. That was one of the parts of things that I wanted to, in, in, in what you were talking about, um, when it was describing, you know, how we as um, believers carry the power of uh-huh. the kingdom uh-huh. of God. And Jesus taught us how uh, we should be uh, praying and addressing God. Uh-huh. And he mentioned, if you remember, Matthew 6, Matthew chapter 6. I think verse nine, um, and it says, you know, pray this way. And this uh-huh. is the structure of how we should be praying. Uh-huh. 
you know, um, and it's our, we all know it as the our, our Father prayer, uh-huh. and um, this is our Father, our Father in heaven. How how be thou your name and your kingdom? Yeah, come, and your will mm-hmm. be done. Mm-hmm. Where on, on earth, earth as it is in heaven, as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so you know, this is His kingdom. So this is His structure. This is what's coming. What's going to be the transfer? That his kingdom will come and his power will come and we'll be living, you know, um, uh, under God's rule and, and Jesus's reign um, here on earth. And so um, the, he has a plan for us. He has a plan for this earth. He has a plan for mankind. And he started it in the beginning and he's going to continue with that plan. Um, so it, it's, it's refreshing to know that, you know, where there is there is going to be you know that there is a plan that's in place um and i know that um it kind of moving forward kind of move a little bit forward i know we've got at the top of the hour um but uh, daniel is praying to understand um what's happening he's trying to understand his writings and the things that he's seeing and he's asking God um, for understanding of what he's been writing. Um, and one of the things, you know, he is he's waiting and seeking God and petitioning God for, you know, what's going on um, and why he was seeing um, the prophecies he had been seeing and he had been writing about. You know, he was born in, I believe, six. This is something pretty interesting. Daniel was born in 620 uh, BC, and he was seeing uh, these prophecies um, or understanding these prophecies in 602 BC. So I think if you do the math, I think Daniel was 18. I'm not mistaken. Is that 18, 18 years, 18 years old? Mm-hmm. So he was 18 years old when he was uh, revealing these certain visions to King, ne- to King Nebuchadnezzar. Um, so it's, it's very, it's very powerful to kind of see that. And I bring it out that, that he was a young man um, and he was receiving these deep things of God. Hmm. He was receiving these visions or was able to understand these visions. And we see God's answer in Daniel chapter 12, verse 9. Daniel chapter 12, verse 9. He replied, go your way, Daniel, because the words are rolled up and sealed until the time of the end. So what he had told Daniel, pretty much in a nutshell, says, man, he says, Daniel, look, don't forget about it. There's no one's going to understand these things that you're seeing. And there's nothing. There's not going to be a revelation of the things that you're seeing here that I'm describing to you now um, until the time of the end where the for the or for the people that are living in the time of the end. So these secrets or these things, even though Daniel saw them. He didn't understand them. 
um, per se as to what they were really meaning um, and how they were going to play out. So as we get into next week, um, we're going to be talking about these things that Daniel was saying, um, because these this area in Daniel is where um, he was actually seeing the end time um, in prophecy. And so we're going to be talking about that next week and what this all truly means. So um, we pray that you all would be able to, to continue with us on next week. Um, and I hope that this morning's, uh, was, was helpful to you all. Um, and, uh, will Lori, do you have anything? Yes. I just wanted to, um, (laughs) I really appreciate the teaching, um, that you shared on this morning. And, um, the, one of the things that, um, really stood out um, to me that I wanted to reiterate um, that you had said earlier on was the end time is not what many think that it is. And it's not gloom and doom as many others probably would look at it that way, but it's about victory and a transition of authority and power rulership on earth. And um, I am happy to say that We are the kingdom of God here on earth. And so we have a uh, duty to um, present ourselves, to act accordingly as God would have us to, and to share the gospel, uh, share salvation. And bring others to that very kingdom of God. Um, So our next call, as um, Al mentioned, is next Saturday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I wanted to share um, real quickly a... uh, um, our media outlets. So we, of course, we have our website, which is deliveredlifeministries.com. And this is also where you'll be able to connect to our Saturday calls. That's one route. We have, we also, we have our conference line, uh, which is 563-999-1945. Um, you can get us through via Spotify, under DLM The Call. Um, you can visit us on Facebook, Delivered Life Ministries. Our Twitter handle is at delivered underscore life. Our Instagram is DLM The Call. And if you want to share a testimony, um, if you have a question, um, if you have a prayer request or even want to leave us a comment, you can do that on our at our um, in our email account. That would be Luke ten nineteen twenty one at gmail dot com. Again, that is Luke ten nineteen twenty one at gmail dot com. Um, slight change with that Uh-oh. last email. Okay. Yeah. I'm so used to that one. Yeah. Um, you can reach us at. Um, on that, uh, it'll be INF, info info at deliverlifeministries.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So, but yeah, I wanted to. Um, I mean, this has been uh, stick with us. Um, I know it's going to be it's, it's going to be a lot um, of things coming at you different ways, but just have your mind open um, as to what's coming um, and be prayerful. Uh, be prayerful for us. Um, you know, this this just this week alone and. Uh, we've had many different distractions come through and um, kind of want to get us off course and get us thinking different, you know, get us to the point where we're not able to, you know, spend time as like we should. But we've, you know, we noticed that 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 struggle. Um, so just kind of be prayerful for us as well um, as we try to as we, you know, press persevere through um, what God is showing us to bring understanding to you all. Um, but Father, in the name of Jesus, yes, we God. thank you. We praise you thank for you, today. God. We thank you, Lord God, for uh, visiting us and, and being with us in this meeting. Because truly, this is your meeting. And yes, God. We thank you, Lord, for understanding and illumination. And we pray over the, those that are here. Uh, we pray for those that hear um, the word that has been released, God, this morning. And we pray that we give that that you would give them the understanding and the illumination and the this spiritual insight and so we pray that that which is released be you know be sealed and um that the enemy would not be able to steal it yes, uh, from them um in jesus name and so we praise you we honor you yes, we thank God. you and we give your name all the glory and all the honor and all the praise uh amen amen everyone do have a good week and pray for someone Bless someone. You've been listening to Delivered Life Ministries, The Call. We want to thank you for spending your time with us, and we look forward to you joining us again. Our prayer is that you've chosen to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and that you were uplifted, encouraged, empowered, and set free by the power of God. You can find us on the internet at DeliveredLifeMinistries.com. We are also on Facebook at DLMINCMD and on Twitter at Delivered underscore Life.